Chapter 6 Okay, I think we've answered the question about whether that's just an ordinary logging camp, Marco said. We had reached the far edge of the forest, back close to my farm. Marco and I had demorphed. Rachel and Jake flew down and joined us. Tobias took up a perch on a low branch. Axe stood nearby. His two stock eyes moved continuously, side to side, peering into the dark woods around us. His two main eyes met my gaze. By the way, thanks, Axe, I said. Yeah, no kidding, Marco added. I was spam back there. That tailblade of yours is something. I should have spotted the nets up in the treetops, Axe berated himself. I had detected the force field, and I suspected there were dracon beams in the upper windows. But the nets were so primitive, I overlooked them. Axe, like all Andalites, has no spoken speech, probably because they have no mouths. Thoughtspeak is his natural language. Up close, he looks like a cross between a deer or a horse and a human and a scorpion, sort of like a mythical centaur. His upper body is like a boy's. He has weak-looking arms and a head with two movable stalks on top, kind of like antlers. Each stalk has an eye. The eyes are constantly looking left and right and back. Andalites are very hard to sneak up on. His body is covered in blue and tan fur, very short on his humanoid torso, a bit longer on his deer-like body. His four hooves are sharp and black. But it's the tail that grabs your attention. It's long enough that he can whip it up over his head and hit someone standing in front of him. It ends in a curved blade. None of us saw the nets, Jake pointed out. They must have been well concealed. The point is, they were waiting for us, Marco said. This is definitely a Yerk operation. I don't think they really want to go into the lumberjack business, which means this whole thing is about getting us. Agreed, Rachel said tersely. They think we're Andalites. They know we've been hurting them all around this area. They've decided we must be hiding in these woods. They're almost right. Jake pointed out, Axe and Tobias both do live in the forest, and we do use the forest. You know, we're not the only thing going on here, I said. They all looked puzzled. I took a deep breath. I mean, this forest is important even if Tobias and Axe weren't here. It makes me sick to think of people chopping down all those trees. Oh, please, not the Earth Mother thing, okay? Marco said. I almost got myself fried by a dracon beam. That wasn't to save Bambi, all right? Look, Marco, we are not the only animals around. We, of all people, ought to understand that. Cassie, who cares? We're fighting to save the world from the Yerks. Who cares about some ecology, tree-hugging, recycle-your-can stuff? I do, I said. Well, that's you, Marco said. Personally, what I care about is the fact that a bunch of Yerks have that, that fortress back there, and they're going to use it to tear up these woods looking for us. I started to say something back when Jake held up his hand. It seems to me that it doesn't matter whether we have slightly different ideas about why we care. I mean, either way, we want to stop this from going on, right? He looked at Marco, then at me. I was annoyed with Jake right then. I mean, I understand that he has to consider everyone's ideas equally. But still, it was like he was agreeing with Marco that it didn't matter if the forest was wiped out as long as we survived. I turned to Rachel for support, 
but she found something to look at down on the ground. Oh, great, I thought. Even Rachel thinks I'm wrong. The important thing is, we have to stop them, Tobias said. And how exactly do we do that? Marco asked. That place is the Fortress of Doom. Knock it down? Blow it up? Rachel mused. Grab some of that heavy equipment they have and run it into the place? Marco suggested. We don't have the benefit of surprise. They know we're coming. They know sooner or later we're gonna go after them. The heavy equipment would be useless, Axe said. That building is surrounded by a force field. The equipment would not penetrate it. Neither would we. We would be stopped by the force field and then cut to pieces by the dracon beams. Rachel's lips pressed into a thin line. So, we just give up? That's the plan? We let them go chopping through the woods till they find you, Axe? Or Tobias? Axe didn't have an answer. You know, I wouldn't want to sound like some stupid ecology nut or anything, I said sarcastically. But the question is, how did the Yerks ever get permission to start logging in a national forest? Why is that helpful? Marco asked, even more sarcastically. Because sometimes, Marco, there are more subtle ways of doing things. The Yerks don't control the entire government, not yet anyway, so they had to get legal permission. If they didn't have permission, they'd have cops and federal agents and TV news people all over them. They don't want that. Marco looked like he had some smart reply to make. Then he said, Oh. Jake cocked an eyebrow at his best friend. See, Marco, this is why Cassie is a nicer person than you. She could have said, They don't want that. Duh. Marco grinned, despite himself. Jake winked at me, and I forgave him for acting like Marco was right before. What do you think we should do? I shrugged. I hate having to think of things that might end up getting people hurt or killed. I guess? I mean, okay, um... Okay, look, the Yerks must have gotten to someone. They must have one of their controllers in some kind of high position. We need to find out who. And how do we do that? Tobias asked. I guess... I looked at Jake for help. I knew the answer. I just didn't want to say it. See, when we make plans, we tend to end up in terrible danger later on. We have to get inside that building, Jake said for me. I nodded. The least I could do was agree. Rachel shook her head. I don't know any animal big enough to force a way inside that place. Not big, I said. Small. Very small. Small.